This is Coaches to the Moon, the only podcast you need to skyrocket your coaching business and create true impact on the world. Here's your host, Alex Morris. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the very, very first episode of Coaches to the Moon, my brand new podcast. My name's Alex, and I'm really excited to be here with our first guest ever today. It had to be the main man. Big Red James Wellington, a very, very close friend of mine, the uh, CEO of the Australian Institute for Digital Marketing and just an all-round top bloke. James, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. Pumped to have a chat. I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. It'd be fun to have a structured chat rather than our long rambling phone calls that we have day to day. That's it, man. So we'll keep it, we'll keep it on point so people listening don't get bored. Sounds good to me. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, so we... Uh, we actually did a podcast together a couple of years ago on my old podcast, The Transition, which was uh, really kind of um, based in the the why, uh, the the kind of the personal development side of your journey. So I really recommend people listen to that one. But um, we're going to be talking about the how of the coaching business, of the coaching world, the, the marketing, the sales, the growth, because I think that's really something that people miss out on these days. But just for some context for everyone listening, could you give me a quick package of uh, why you got into coaching in the first place? Well, I think like a lot of people, man, you start out with a, with an intention, you know, to help others. And obviously in doing so, you get remunerated for the things that you've learned. But um, I think most importantly, as a lot of coaches listen, you, you ideally start with, with wanting to help yourself, you know, um, as much as that goes against what people like to say on the outside. You know, I, I started because... I wanted to help myself. I was looking for an opportunity or something that could get me out of the rut that I was in, you know. So as I developed myself, I feel like I feel I realized that um, yeah, other people were were interested in what I was doing and what I was understanding and the positivity that comes with coaching. So yeah, just uh, helping myself and then lead on to help others, man. That's probably the short of it, you know. I Perfect. Guess. Yeah. Well, that's the basis of all of it, really, and that is something I want to get into later on. But pretty much, I believe. The majority of coaches out there get into it because they are good at one thing and they want to help other people be good at that other thing, to open their minds, to give them some confidence or support in one area or another. You started off with health and fitness, right? Yeah, because I had that personal training background and I thought it was, you know, an easiest transition. And um, looking back on it, you know, I was going through my own health journey, wanting to, you know, get to my peak physical form. And, you know, I was I was like, well, hang on, I could sort of attach this to, you know, the meaning of my purpose, you know. So it was like, I'll get healthy and then in doing so, I'll inspire others. So that was, yeah, that was that was a starting point, that's for sure, a long, a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, so that would have been back in about 2016, 2017? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it would have been nearly five years ago now, so ages yeah. ago. So fast forward to 2021, you've come from a, uh, and this is the reason I wanted to have you on because of your astronomical growth in this space um you would have started off just like a lot of us with just yourself and a laptop and a phone yeah and now you are managing a team of how many people uh so across our business we've got a team of 14 now which is pretty epic so we've got a team of 14 in one business and a team of four in another so 18 in total which is pretty cool that's mad and while you're company now the digital marketing school aidm not you know necessarily you call it a coaching company you are you're, you're a mentor you're educating people day to day online inspiring them to start a new career and giving them the tools to do that yeah 100 you know so when i when i when i think about the journey it was like 
this is a good learning for anyone that listens, you know, once you actually step away from the, the ego of what you think you need to be or do in order to educate and instruct and mentor others and just get down to the crux of it, you know, anyone that knows me at my, at my core basis, I, not the, not the most ideal personal trainer or NLP practitioner, you know, I'm a salesman and a marketer. So what we do is we mentor people on our, on our greatest skill set, being, you know, that is sales and marketing, you know, I was able to do that. And what we do at the digital marketing school with myself, Scott and Chris, I'm more, uh, AIDM is obviously my entity, which, you know, is the affiliate partner of the digital marketing school. Um, you know, Chris and Scott are phenomenal marketers and I'm phenomenal at sales. So when you put that cohesion together, we teach people, you know, marketing and sales for their passion. So yeah, we definitely are in the, the coaching and mentor space, but also the, the digital space, <laughs> which is good. It's a place to be, man. It's a place to be. We both come from health and fitness and now we're in digital marketing and, uh, yeah, everything's changed since then. It's rock and roll. So um, it's interesting because you're in a real leadership position now. Yeah. And the first question I wanted to ask you is, I know for context, you uh, came from health and fitness. And before that, you were a rugby player on your way to being professional. And you were playing over in England. You got sent over there. Uh, and there would have been a whole bunch of, you know, in that sports environment, there's leadership, there's teamwork. What for you is a similarity and a difference between kind of leading people in a sports environment versus the business environment? We say it's the, I think the, the way to answer that question with, with the relation to the two is it's identifying like your own leadership qualities, you know? So um, as, as my mentor and business partner, Chris always taught me, he's like, I'm a certain type of leader, you know, everyone's going to be different. I'm not someone that sort of stands on the sideline and coaches and, you know, does it like I'm more someone that's on the field in the game, you know, and that's something that I was, I guess, taught with rugby was, you know, I was never a captain. I was never a leader. You know, I was probably one of the lazier people, but I was good at certain things, you know, and so leadership through qualities that you're good at inspires others that want to be the same as you, you know, so that's why it's important in your business to not only have your own leadership qualities, but also have other people that are around you that have better qualities than that of yourself. You know, like Scott is, as I said, phenomenal at marketing, phenomenal at systems. But for all my weaknesses, they're Scott's strengths. And for all Scott's weaknesses are my strengths, you know. So it's important to don't think you have to be the leader of every part of your business. That's a big thing for a lot of people to learn, you know. So, yeah, it's a good transferable thing, but identifying what I'm good at versus what I'm not. <laughs> That's massive. And I suppose the um, the thing that a lot of people, when they're sole traders, like coaches start off as, uh, the, the thing they find hardest is letting go of an element of their business. And you've had to do that. And ever since you did that at first, yeah. uh, probably with me as your first marketer, yeah. you know, uh, and, and your first sales team, you've just grown exponentially since then. Yeah. So it's pretty necessary, right? It is, you know, it's um, it's the feeling of like fear of loss versus the feeling of empowering others and realizing, you know, as a leader, it's your role to to steer the ship, not row the ship, not do the sail, not do everything. You know, you don't have to be every part, but just to sit there and lead your team and obviously continue to inspire until you get to a place where you can inspire from the top of the business or out of the business. But you need to understand your seasons of business as well. So yeah, it's awesome, man. How would a coach operating by themselves know when it's the right time to hire out? Whenever, whenever you're at a place of stagnation or that you're not able to obviously grow, you know, if you're trying to learn marketing, you're trying to learn sales, you're trying to learn delivery, you're trying to learn operation, you're trying to learn this, you're trying to learn that, and you're always in that trying to learn something mentality, 
Yeah. It's when you need to sit there and go like enough is enough. You know, it's not personal, it's structural. Just admit, you know, I'm not as good at marketing. I'm not good at, you know, uh, sales. Like, but the big thing I believe personally, maybe I'm biased on this, is if, you, if you've created the product, you can sell the product, you know. So those are the two things you should master. If you're not good at marketing, you need to go and get someone that is and just sit there and do what your strengths are, you know. Don't, don't try to be the jack of all trades, master of none, or the wearer of all hats because it just isn't possible. Nobody in the world is able to do that. It's just the truth. Do you think that's why there's such a high percentage of struggling coaching businesses out there? Because so many people start off because they're great at what they do. They're a technician, whether that's really good at helping people with their health and fitness or with their mental health or with their confidence or their business. But that coach themselves doesn't know how to run it as a business. Most definitely. You know, we um we stay in the sole trader mentality and it's like a it's an attachment to a subconscious egoic thought that we need to be the best because that's what the coaching space teaches us, you know, but it's like you can be the best at one thing and not the best at everything. And that's an important thing for people to realize, you know, and it took me a long time because remember when we were working together, Al, I wanted to, you know, overshadow you and, you know, always watch your marketing and this and that. And it wasn't until, you know, Chris and Scott pulled me up on it and said, dude, he's your marketer. He should be, you know, doing this, like let him do it. And I just let you have free reign and all of a sudden you were just like, we were just reporting between one another, you know, but it, it mm. took a long time rather than investing into course and the course and the course, just finding, am I good at marketing or am I good at sales? Like make that decision, you know, or am I good at delivery? Do I need these helps? And once you make those decisions, that's when you need to go and outsource because you will not grow trying to learn everything. Yeah. I'm actually learning that now. So I'm in that stage now. So I am working with, uh, James and his CEO, Scott, in their accelerator program, helping me to get to the next level in my marketing business and my, my mentoring and coaching. And I'm at the place now where I'm almost needing a full-time assistant. And I've, I'm really struggling to give that creativity away because what I'm best at is the creative side of it. And whenever I let someone into the back end of our, our ads or whatever, I see them change a word or I see them change a graphic and it just really works my nerves to see them do that when I think it's not as perfect as I could have made it. Yeah. Uh, but I know for a fact that it's it's somewhere I need to go. And um, I'm looking forward to the next level so I don't stagnate because I can feel the, the responsibilities building up and my schedule getting too full with the babies and with the family and with trying to stay healthy. It's, it's not going to work for much longer. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there, man. Um, you used to be a coach uh, after you coached, you know, health and fitness yourself. You went and worked at Winnie International, yep. which was a company coaching coaches and how to start coaching businesses. Right. Yep. And that was a massive company. You had what, 150 clients, that kind of thing. Yeah, man, it was huge. Massive, massive company at its time. And, you know, massive props to Ryan Madges, who, you know, created that business at such a young age. He was an inspiration for me and many and still is, you know, he's did amazing things. So it was a huge company at its time. He's going to be on the podcast soon. I speak to him a couple of times a week. He's an absolute rock star. And um, back then, you were your job was like an accountability coach. Yeah. It was your job to help all these coaches to make sure they were sticking to their guns, doing the tasks that would help move their business forwards. Yeah. And this was back in about 2017, 2018. Yep. Um, since then, how have you seen the coaching industry change over the past four years like what are you excited about and what are you a bit concerned about 
I'm excited about, you know, the, the potential for the education and coaching space. You know, it is a booming industry and I'm not saying that um, lightly. Like it, it's something which everybody can become, you know, it's something that you can have that side income, that side hustle, so to speak. But it's, you know, you need to identify not new trends. You don't need to identify like something and be this outstanding, you know, new coach. You need to... The thing that alarms me is there's so many people that think they have this new beauty idea and they get so swept up in that it's so different. But it's like from a marketing perspective, you've got to look at the people you're marketing to in terms of general population. I'm not saying there's the difference between coaches and general pop. We're all the same. But like the alarming thing is that so many people get swept up thinking they're so different or that it's like us first them or it's us first people that are, you know, less conscious or not in the personal development space. Muggles. I'm allowed to swear on this because I need to say this to enforce this. Um, that's bullshit, you know, like it's just not true. You know, we're, you've just got to find a solution for people, you know, find a solution to a current problem they have and you'll get paid by giving them value. You know, money's direct reflection of value bring other people's lives. I think um, the thing that I find and, I, and, I, and it breaks my heart for so many coaches is they just think they're so different or that their system is so different and they just struggle to market it, you know. So I think the, the money, the time's now. There's so much money to be made. And once you can get out of the feeling of like making money because you're helping others and just get into the fact, you know, this is who I am, you know, a PT is a PT, a carpenter is a carpenter, a plumber is a plumber, a coach is a coach, you know, coach people on their problems, help them solve it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a great space to be in because low overheads, such high profit margins, if you can like market and sell it, you know. It's a really interesting point. Coaches thinking they're different from other people. Um, and kind of approaching their coaching business purely from a, how they change their lifestyle and not even thinking about the business. So people become a coach and they will, and I've been guilty of this, just start posting photos of healthy dinners and going to the beach at 5 a.m. and doing push-ups and beating their chest and meditating and reading. And that's a fantastic way to live, but that's not a coaching business. That's just in, inspiring people to an extent but that's not going to pay the bills. How, how do you think um, people need to get started from, if they're at that point, what's, what's the first step they need to take to start taking it seriously? They need to look at, you know, like what, what do I do that can help other people? So like what, what process, what system, what understanding, what knowledge, what have I developed? You know, am I an NLP practitioner, Tony Robbins, Madonna's? Do I do tapping? Do I do meditation? Do I do this? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got my qualifications, but I, I wouldn't say I'm like a practicing coach. So it's like looking at, you know, what do I do that can educate someone a little bit more from the trajectory or path that they're on? You know, you don't, this is something that I really want any coach to listen to and any practitioner. It's not your responsibility to change the consciousness of the world. That's nobody's responsibility because that's presupposing that people that are less conscious than you don't have an ideal life for themselves. Like, you know, as Chris always says to me is we're not broken. You don't need to fucking fix yourself. Like just chill out. Hey, like just to help someone, you know, if someone's feeling depressed, help them feel better about their life, you know? So stop thinking that it's your responsibility and just be a good person and, and let that radiate through who you are and identify what you're good at, what you have knowledge in that you believe could help people. Get off the elitist pedestal. That's the big thing. Being a good person doesn't mean you need to fix everything about yourself before you can help people, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, we've both been through it. I know that you and I have both been through the... Uh, no alcohol phases and phases where we eat mostly vegetarian and stuff like that. It just didn't work for us. And now I know that you and I can both, you know, knock back a, a few wines, 
<laughs> more than me if if uh, uh, Adelaide was anything to to notice but um but you know get along with it and, and you find that sweet spot between what is considered right in the personal development world and and what just works for you to live every day of your life exactly it's exactly. a uh, we're not broken is a, is a massive message and that's a really important um kind of contrast to the way most coaches believe they are when they watch all these so-called perfect people on social media who yeah. just only show the, the easy side. The, the, thing I, the thing I find a lot of the time with coaches or people in the coaching space is they're looking to help someone overcome a part of themselves that realistically they're aware of, you know, so it's as simple as saying, look, you're not broken, like just letting them know that, holding a space for them. But more importantly, like, just getting a system that allows you to communicate with more people. You know, your business doesn't need to be doing less than 10,000 a month. Like for anyone listening as well, like we're, we're on, we're on trajectory for between three and a half to 5 million over the next financial year. So like I'm talking from a place of truth, it's um, our product, you know, is, is a digital marketing product. You know, we teach people to do digital marketing. So every single day we're teaching someone how to market what they do. And it's like, Anyone that listens to this has a great process or product. You know, you've just got to realize that yourself. But a lot of people get so swept up in it's not perfect, it's not this. They overanalyze, they do this, and they, they stagnate. When in reality, just if you're if you're if you can help someone feel better about their day, that's it. Like let's say let's use an example. If you can if you're a, if you're a mentor for dads because you're a good dad yourself, go and do marketing helping dads that don't feel secure and like from a from a place of not trying to fix them but just being like mate. I'm here to help you through this journey, you know? I'm just like you, not I'm here, you're here. Like just really bridge that gap and just say, hey, it's all good, I understand you. You're not broken, you're just going through a tough patch. Like it's such a different marketing message as opposed to you need to heal your inner child and go back to when you were 12 and da 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 It's like, that's not true. Like that fucking shit doesn't exist, you know? It's, yes, it's there, but like just, yeah. So we could go all day about that, but I think that's important for people to hear just, stay true to yourself and just really help people that need to, that, that want to be helped. When I first started coaching, I started feeling worse about myself than before I was coaching mm. because of that gap between where I was and where I assumed I should be because of the stigma behind the coaching industry. Cause everyone's so bloody perfect. It was the fact that I wasn't there yet made me feel worse. Because of exactly what you've just said, you should yeah. be in a certain place. That's my fucking least favorite word in the world. Should. Yeah. Very dangerous. Hundred <laughs> percent. But um, it's it's really important, man. Uh, can you explain to us when your biggest phrase at your company probably is, "Success is not personal; it's structural." Yeah, success is structural, not personal. And then another one that we've got is "not enough, never enough," because you know. We already are enough. <laughs> and that, I'll just repeat that one for anyone that listens. You know, it was phrased by Scott and Chris, and then we just adopted it throughout our whole country, uh, throughout our whole company, sorry. Okay. Country, but it's uh, throughout our whole company, and we just always comment on anything, you know, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. And a lot of you will sit there and like, that not enough culture is shocking. Like, why are you doing that in your business? But it's like, it's making light of the fact that we will never feel like we're enough. But the moment we can just sit in it and go, look, my 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 five thousand dollars this month is enough because it's five thousand dollars that I wouldn't have had if I didn't do this business or my ten thousand a month or twenty thirty or you know like ourselves two hundred plus thousand a month or Chris you know a million a month like 
it was enough at 20. <laughs> it was enough at 10, you know? Mm. So that's probably the big one, you know, like be clear on, be clear on that. And for us as a company, it's clear on what we want and we only create things because it's fun. You know, we never, never create to solve or fix ourselves. We just, you know, it's freaking fun to bring on over a hundred clients in a month. That's fun as that's what we did last month, 147 clients. And we're like, this is fun as fun as fuck. <laughs> you know, that's all it was. Didn't fix or solve or change. It was just fun, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. You're uh, still as fun as ever. <laughs> you haven't turned into some bloody meditating, floating, golden statue of a man. You're the, you're the same guy. You just got a, an epic system behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we're all trying to get to. And that's the whole point of this podcast I'm starting because I'm starting to realize over the last year how it's just the system that matters in growing a business from one person to 14 like yourself from bringing on one client every two months to 147 in a month is the yeah. system, the structure. And the mistake I made that I know you made and a lot of us focused on was focusing on trying to develop ourselves first and then it would all flow. But we were fine. You know, we were we were fine as we were. It'd be, I'd be really interested to see if we went back to health and fitness coaching like we used to with the mentality that we have now, if we do better. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny you mentioned the podcast at the beginning because I was like, if I listened to that now, I'd cringe, you know, because there was so much like ego of me trying to heal something or be something or create something. And it was like, <laughs> drive, 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 drive. But the the problem with that mentality was that I was always exhausting myself by Friday and then I'd just go get back on the bandwagon, smash beers and get back, get back in on Monday. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> it was just this constant cycle. Whereas now it's just, yeah, we, we would... But the truth is, man, because we understand systems and for anyone watching this, once you've got the structure in place, you can do it for anything. You know, we um, we we did a new product launch in December, like a brand new product. And we did a hunt. Uh, no, it was just short, actually. And it was still funny as we did $96,000 new cash with a brand new product in our first month of the launch. You know, like it was hilarious. And um, that's just the truth. You know, like it's just didn't change us, didn't do anything. But it's because we just followed a structure and a system, you know. We weren't personally any better than when we were doing less, but we just followed the structure of like, boom, you know, like you, you'd know it now, Alex, like get a good hook lead at the front, you know, drive it into a funnel from the funnel. You then obviously have a landing page, squeeze page from that. You'd have an application to have a call. You'd have an offer. You know the system, man. I could repeat it for any business, you know? Yeah. And that's why my business is growing faster than ever. And I, I used to put so much pressure on, trying to get a $3,000 or even a $2,200 sale on the phone, spend hours with people on the phone, working their emotions and meditating and shit to try and get them to, you know, pay me 2,200 bucks over three months. And today I do that daily because I have a system and it doesn't, you know, it's not so much pressure anymore. For anyone, for anyone listening, you know, right now, the NL, I'm trained in NLP and I've got my master's and that's where I do a lot of my sales from. But the, the emotional sell from the emotional, I guess, the word I'll use is manipulation, but it's not manipulating. We're not trying to persuade. We're not trying to manipulate someone, but emotional persuasion. The problem isn't the actual sales process or how good your sales ability is. It's the education of the person you're talking to. So Alex saying, you know, spending hours to get $2,200 out of a person, you know, I have proof I could send this on the bottom of this podcast when you post it. You know, we can we can close a $5,000 sale in a 12-minute call because our process 
is so large. My fastest ever close for a 5K upfront sale was like, I think, seven and a half minutes, you know? The reason for it was because marketing systems, the presentation, the webinar, you know, the booking call to webinar to this, like, was just so dialed in that the person had been educated. So it's not a matter of, you know, your product doesn't work or your business doesn't work. It's a matter of, like, have you educated the customer you're looking for enough to make this informed decision to buy? So it's structural, not personal. (laughs) That's the big thing. It absolutely is. And that's going to be the name of this episode. Uh, Episode one, success is structural, not personal. I think to move into our last question, you're uniquely qualified as a, are you, are you freshly 30? Are you just 29? 29, 29. Yeah, yeah. young buck, young buck. Uh, Coming up, mate. Say goodbye to those knees. But um, (laughs) you're uniquely qualified as a 29-year-old, as a guy who's, you know, started multiple businesses and generated, you know, seven figures worth of revenue a few times over. Yeah. Because to get there, you've made probably more mistakes than most as well. Yeah. I know that you and I used to be in business in a couple of health and fitness, you know, uh, (laughs) ideas that went pretty well at the time, but then spectacularly failed at the end. And from a business point of view, what did you learn from those failures? You know, it's... um... The big thing I learned was like, and for anyone that watches this and listens to this and knows us and has probably been, you know, maybe sold or felt burnt or something like that, it's like you're not meant to know everything when you begin and you're not meant to, you know, drive from a place of like fixing or healing or creating or trying to be something more, you know. So when I was when I was young in business, I was going from a place of fear, you know. So what I learned was that when I relinquished the pressure of having to become a seven-figure coach or a seven-figure business owner or this or that, and just allowed myself to just be a dude that has a business without the six or seven-figure title that I had to post on social media and tell everyone how much I've made and look at this invoice and da 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 like, and just sat there and became a business owner and was just like, dude, you, you're good at sales. You just need someone to market for you. When I sat there and just acknowledged and Chris Duncan, who I appreciate each and every day, who's my mentor and now partners in the digital marketing school, like he just told me, he's like, dude, it's okay to just be a good at sales. You don't have to be this awesome fucking NLP practitioner that's like going to change the world and eradicate cancer. It's like, you're a salesman, man. Just realize that. So anyone that listens to this, just realize what you're good at to your core essence. If you're super passionate about helping people, but you're scared to sell it, learn, learn to do a bit of sales, then learn to sell yourself. Mm. rather than try to you know be i'm the salesman the marketer this that like just be good at what you're good at you know and you're passionate so you will be the best salesman in your business but like just admission of like i didn't have it all together i didn't know i was 20 25 years of age when i started like or 24 so i was shit scared i've never you know i've read a few books and all of a sudden i'm a business tycoon like fuck off <laughs> you, you know where i've done it but i've done a couple of courses and like i'm like warren buffett of the australian online bid no like shut up man you you're just learning you know and um yeah it's realizing that when you're just starting out in business you don't have to fake it till you make it and that's a big thing for a lot of people that watch you don't have to fabricate your results and you just actually sit in and internalize and don't put the pressure of an external social media presence that was the biggest mistake I made, like trying to be seen by people that honestly, for any of you, I really apologize to offend you for people that you're not really going to care about or aren't going to care about you long-term, you know, 
Like people don't care how much you've done per month. In fact, they'll probably sit there and be like, that's bullshit. That's not true. You know, and then you live a life of like, please don't see me for what I am. <laughs> but it's like when you just sit there and go, fuck yeah, like I'm making money, I'm helping people, I've got a good business, good at sales, I've got a good team. That's when you'll grow. That's when you'll just grow. Let, let, rid of the, let get rid of the bullshit and just become a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in the coaching space, every $1,000 is $5,000. Your three to five million a year is um, representative of how many people you've helped in the space you want to help them in. So don't, yeah. be, don't be afraid of money and growth. And that, it doesn't make you a bad coach to, to want to focus on the sales and the structure as well. Because I know a lot of people in the more sort of intangible spiritual side of coaching shy away from it. That's a whole nother conversation. 100%, you know, and it's it's okay to, the other thing too is like to really just focus on your cash flow rather than your sales rev, you know, like we, we're not at 3 mil yet. We're on tracking four, you know, we're on, we've hit the run rate. So I'll, I'll correct that one with us. So anyone listening that goes, oh, he's not there yet. Like we're definitely not there yet. You know, we're probably closer to two, 2.4, two and a half mil run rate, but we're trending towards three to five and by, end of this year in 12 months, you know, we'll be, we'll be ticking those boxes and obviously following Chris with conscious doing, I think that they're on about a million dollar a month run rate at the moment for this year. So, <laughs> and that's yeah. cash revenue for anyone listening. Um, so like they're on the 10 to $12 million run rate, but it's just be sure of your numbers in your business, you know, and don't, don't worry about old mate that you met at a, at a Tony Robbins conference because he's posting shit saying he's got a new car or a new house. Don't compete against him being like, I want to be that guy. And we, we knew each other. We we're at the same UPW or date with destiny. Like who gives a fuck, you know, like who cares? Just be yourself. And if you made $2,000 two weeks in a row, that doesn't mean Ooh. you have a six figure business. So stop saying that. You've got to count your cash in bank, not your promised revenue because it never comes. Yes. Yes. That's something I've learned very well. <laughs> man james that's an amazing that's amazing what a fantastic chat man um that is everything I, I wanted to go over with you today just because i know that your growth has not been in your head or your ego getting bigger it's been the opposite and it's been your systems and the people around you and delegating 90 percent of your business to a team and uh i know it's been fantastic and that's where a lot of coaches will be able to get to if they focus on on structure rather than personal development. So thank you for all of that. Uh, do you have any, any closing words as we wrap up the podcast? Just pretty much everyone can be successful. Just follow the structures, not the personal, like not the personal development, you know, just you're, you're already enough. You already, you were enough two, three, four, five, ten 10 years ago. You're enough when you were born, <laughs> you know, um, as Chris would say, you just need to plant the seed. And the only way to plant the seed in your consciousness is to make the decision that you want to have a big business and then do the things in accordance to grow a business. You know, we always say emotion, so energy in motion. You will not get here by meditating 12 hours of the day. You know, you've got to put energy in motion. You've got to take the action. So look, I'm going to plug Alex on this. If you listen to this, he sends you this and, you know, he says, let's do marketing. Like the guy helped me take my business from, you know, zero to half a million dollars in like, I think it was less than six months, you know, and, and I would not have done that without realizing that I'm good at sales. Alex was always good at marketing. You just had to realize that he's tremendous at marketing now, phenomenal, phenomenal marketer. He markets, I sell, you know, and that's what a lot of you that listen need to realize. It's okay to not be good at something. You don't have to be perfect. 
and just go with people that are going to help you to plant seeds next to you and grow a forest. So yeah, that's it for me, man. Well, off the back of that incredible metaphor, I will wipe the blush off my face from that testimonial, <laughs> James. I want to say thank you for being on the very first episode of Coaches to the Moon. Thanks to the six people who have listened to this first episode. And uh, I cannot wait to grow this thing uh, up above and beyond. It's going to be fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend, James. And uh, I will see you next time. Epic, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. Coaches to the Moon will be back next week. Until then, reach us on Facebook at To The Moon Digital Marketing.